The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of This League, we talk about how Victor Oladipo held a funeral for his knee, why the spider might become Utah State arachnid, why the Wizards need to set Bradley Beal free, and we answer a bunch more listener DMs. Without further ado, I'm going to tell you a story that you are just simply not going to believe. (laughs) You're going to say to yourself, this is an Onion article. This is fake news. No shot. I had to actually look in multiple different news sources multiple different times just to make sure that this I wasn't getting punked. Mm-hmm. It's it's so absurd. Even knowing that I've done my due diligence, you're still going to call bullshit. <laughs> but there are photos. Yes, there are. There are videos. And it was covered on live TV. Yeah, it was. It was uh, this was a story about the NBA that was actually covered on Utah's version of C SPAN. <laughs> yeah. I mean we've got This is what it is. We've got a female legislator dressed up as a referee. Let that sink in. We've got the House Speaker with a Donovan Mitchell jersey on over his button-up shirt. We've got a legitimate governmental resolution all happening in the halls of government. And do you know what it's about? Shaq's comments about Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We talk I for a second, just let's back that up. We have a government resolution about two NBA players, one former NBA player and a current NBA player that are beefing and they've decided, yeah, that deserves our attention. So we talked about this on the last episode that Shaq said that Donovan Mitchell didn't have what it took to be a winner. He confronted him on live TV, and then he doubled down on it on Instagram saying, yo, this is what greatness looks like at the guard position. Then he showed star after star after star. It was like Kobe, D. Wade, I forget who else, but it was a ton. And Utah's government took that extremely personal. So let me try and make sense of this. Enter Kira Birkeland. She is the star in this story. (laughs) She's a Mormon, candidate for Mrs. Utah back in the day in 2013, and she's a state representative that moonlights as a women's high school basketball coach and referee. She decides that I... (laughs) She decides that I have heard enough Donovan Mitchell's slander... And they take up a resolution in the government. 
So on Tuesday, January 26th, House Resolution 3 was passed by the Utah State Legislature to honor and recognize Donovan Mitchell, not just just not just like plainly recognizing Donovan Mitchell, but recognize Donovan Mitchell over Shaquille O'Neal. There is so much to unpack here. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I think I told you this story yesterday, Marty, to a degree, and you were like, wait, what? Well, I had heard about it. I just hadn't heard the exact lengths that they had gone to. Yeah. The resolution itself was pretty stunning. Some of the highlights include recommending Spida as the state arachnid, explaining why Donovan Mitchell doesn't get rebounds. What'd they say? Yeah, the quote was, uh, it is hard to pull down rebounds when all-star Rudy Gobert is on your team, grabbing more rebounds than anyone else in the league as a two-time defensive player of the year, in parentheses, more than Shaq's zero, (laughs) Uh, one-time league leader in in blocks, in parentheses, more than Shaq. I think they said that Shaq had zero there, too. Also, they claimed um, that his... That his points were less accurate than his playoff free throw shooting percentage. <laughs> what a what an analogy there. They also talked shit in this resolution about the movie Kazam, which Shaq starred in. They even cited the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> score. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. These people I, get paid a government salary. This is this is taxpayer <laughs> dollars hard at work. <laughs> I think we have an ambitious politician on our hands. She is someone with a pizzazz for showmanship. Shameless, just shameless in her desire for attention. She wore a referee costume to give Shaquille O'Neal a technical foul. For his slander on Donovan Mitchell. She got the House Speaker to put on a Donovan Mitchell jersey over his plain clothes. So I I got a chance to talk to uh, this legislator earlier today. I think we should play the clips. There were some some good nuggets in there. All right, perfect. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I, um... I wanted to talk to you about this resolution because it was just, it made me laugh, but it also was just like a cool thing. Um, how did this kerfuffle between Shaq and Donovan sort of come into your view? How did you well, I, I coach um, high school basketball and one, a couple of our players were talking about it. And then we used it on Saturday at a game prior to the game because it was going to be a tough game, tough game for our girls to win. And I, I just played the clip for everybody to make sure they saw it. And I was like, look, they're going to be out there thinking they can beat you. They're going to marginalize you. Donovan Mitchell doesn't care. He's in the NBA and he still is getting marginalized. Like, just go out there and get to work. And um, they, they came out so ready. Um, and we won. And it was a great victory. It was a feisty game and I was like we got we got to highlight this and 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 the speaker um, Wilson and his team they were all about like they reached out and said we want to do this did you write the resolution or how did it come to be so I didn't do a lot of the writing I gave input on it um the speaker and his team 
worked on parts of it, but then it has to go to um, let's research and they work on parts of it, making sure it's accurate, making sure it's, you know, mostly correct information. There was a lot of facts in there. You had the playoff free throw percentage, you had the Rotten Tomatoes score, you had Rudy Gobert's stats as to why Donovan Mitchell isn't like a huge rebounding threat. Right. Uh, I mean, it was kind of like the ultimate clapback. <laughs> well, well, our goal was just to stand behind our players, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. People are kind of pushing back. Oh, he's a grown man. He can take care of himself. Why should he have to? Why should any of us have to? I know if you don't like sports, why would you care, right? But if you like sports and you recognize like these guys put up with a lot and if we can just take five minutes and recognize them and appreciate them, why not do it? What uh, made you decide? I know that you also have done some refereeing too. So yes. what made you and, and the speaker put on a referee outfit and he put on the, the Utah Jazz jersey? Well, he, they just said, if you're going to do it, you have to give him a technical. And if you're going to give him a technical, you better be official. Because um, I, I was just supposed to say, go jazz at the end. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weak. You know, I think the whole thing says go jazz. We got to summarize it real well. And they said, give him a technical. And so I just said, sure, I'll wear, I'll wear the jersey. I, I like it. I'm, I'm comfortable in a ref shirt. So it was, it was fun. Were you, were you a hooper to begin with throughout your life too? Just in high school. Just yeah. high school basketball. Same, same for me. Yeah, um, that's cool. Did you ever end up speaking to Donovan Mitchell? Like when this whole thing came? No, 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 no. I, I don't anticipate that. But I honest and truly, I really hope that our youth see this and go, number one, yeah, he got he got marginalized and I feel marginalized. Whether they're athletes or, you know, in drama, whatever they pursue, like they're going to have critics. And the way Mitchell responded was just classic and it was the way that so many of us have to learn how to respond just take it and just move with it all right like we're moving on now um so I, I wanted them to to know that and see that that if Donovan Mitchell's getting shade don't feel so bad when you're getting it and I that's all I really hope to accomplish from it thanks for uh thanks for the time representative have a good take one. care all right bye-bye the best thing about hearing that interview is how many times the word marginalized was used. <laughs> it's a good buzzword for them. You know, that's just not quite how I think of the word or term or definition of marginalized is being criticized about your play on the court. I would say marginalization has to do with a lot bigger issues, but <laughs> if that's the standard we're going to use for marginalization great i mean that's that's encouraging this is the most politically driven interview i've ever heard so many political talking points she was dead ass serious that this was for the youth <laughs> this is for the youth yo she needs to take up a resolution for us here at barstool we are criticized and marginalized online all the time this this folks is our next senator from the state of Utah. I guarantee she is the next Mitt Romney. Beautiful and Mormon and from Utah. They say that politics is boring, but shit. Was that boring? A referee suit? 
and a Donovan Mitchell jersey in the halls? No. Find someone who loves you the way that Kira Birkeland loves Donovan Mitchell and the youth. Fighting for his honor, for all of society, not just the state of Utah, for the youth as a whole. (laughs) This is the third resolution of the year in the state of Utah, and it was that important that this is the third one. To me, that goes to show you that Shaq's comments got under their skin a little bit. They are in their feels. Something that they probably wouldn't have said a word about unless they sort of kind of maybe thought in their heart of hearts that it was true. To me, Shaq was spitting facts. And as Donovan Mitchell would like to say, I... That's it. Let me tell you a little story. When I was trying to break into media, I had a bunch of random jobs. I worked at a coffee shop, sold juice, caddied. And lastly, I was I was in a pyramid scheme. Oh. <laughs> I sold Herbalife protein powder. I have no idea how it happened, but it just like one day I woke up and I was like in it. Yeah. To all your Facebook friends? All my Facebook friends doing push-up challenges in random places, encouraging people to lose weight, get healthy, using the protein powder that I recommend. And when I was trying to build up my business for this passive mailbox money income that they tell you you can do if you just put in the hard work, we would go to these meetings every quarter to get into the rah-rah vibe. And every one of these meetings had an inspirational speaker. There was like a Tony Robbins. There's like a Les Brown. Brendan Burchard, and they tell you these, they get you hyped up. Like, you can do anything if you just put your mind to it. Everything's mental. If you're just in the positive mind frame, you can accomplish all of your goals very simply, very easily. You would never know if you walked into this uh, this conference that it was about selling protein powder. You would have zero <laughs> idea. <laughs> you would think we were selling, we were like real deal entrepreneurs. 2012 to 2014, I was, I was deep in the movement, deep in it. I was listening to Napoleon Hill and how to win friends and influence people, power of positive thinking. You, should just, you literally can just power of positive thinking. just changes everything. The universe will come to you. Safe to say all of that showed that I was brainwashed. <laughs> Now that I've come to from the fog, I mean, all my friends knew. My mom knew. Everyone was kind of looking at me like, you are crazy right now. Oh, yeah. And that that was the first multi-level marketing scheme to really hit popularity in the internet. So I was ahead of my time, I would say. So all of that to say that I know how to spot someone that's being brainwashed. And I am here to tell you (laughs) that Houston Rockets wing... Victor Oladipo might be getting brainwashed. He's there. (laughs) He's there. (laughs) He is fully in the spin cycle of the wash right now. Fully in it. And how do you know? How how do I know, you may ask? Well, on the eve of his 2020 to 2021 NBA preseason finale in December, Victor Oladipo (laughs) participated in a funeral for his... Injured knee. Still as a member of the Indiana Pacers, correct? Still as a member of the Indiana Pacers. The service was held to say goodbye 
to an injury mindset. This feels similar. Which was weighing on the two-time All-Stars guard pursuit of fully recovering from a ruptured quad tending in his right knee that required surgery in 2019. What a story. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, they couldn't do the funeral in person. (laughs) 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 They had to do the ceremony via Zoom with motivational speaker, educator, and pastor Eric Thomas, as well as Eric Thomas's business development and managing partner. It gets better. Oladipo read a letter at the wake of his departed knee (laughs) and burned it after, probably with organ music in the background. This is how I envision it going. Today, I'm burying everything related to my torn quad. Yes, sir. I am burying and letting go of everything. I am letting go of tearing my quad and the injury that happened. I am letting go to being one of the three people to ever get the injury. I'm letting go of the negativity, yes, Lord, surrounding the fact that I am one of the three people and youngest to get this injury. I'm letting go of my knee might not be strong enough to do everything I want on the basketball court. Yes, I am letting go of hoping that my knee is strong enough so I can be an all-star. Amen. Can we just take a step back (laughs) and dig into this just a little more? He had a funeral for his knee. I thought that the first story was absurd that we just talked about. This is insane. Yeah. There is a Reddit, subreddit, called A Brand New Sentence. And a funeral for a knee is a brand new sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Never uttered before until it happened to Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo hired Eric Thomas, a a motivational speaker, to be the pastor of a fake funeral held on Zoom for a body part he still has. (laughs) (laughs) That really is the most absurd thing. <laughs> it's still very much there. <laughs> it wasn't amputated. It's just, it's really a funeral for the pain and trauma of the injury. Eric Thomas charges $30,000 for a virtual speaking fee. Oof. He also brought his business manager, Eric Thomas did, as a witness for this funeral. <laughs> Oladipo's known for being business savvy and financially responsible. And then we find this shit out. I am concerned. This is like the beginning of a 30 for 30. What if I told you an injured quad (laughs) led to the bankruptcy of an all-star wing who got involved in a complex pyramid scheme selling protein powder and energy to John Wall and Boogie Cousins out of his Marriott hotel room. Paying everything to Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. I know charlatans when I see them. I have been duped a million times. So from the outside, it is very obvious to me. Someone lurking behind the scenes, waiting for you to be vulnerable so that they can pounce. They are everywhere. 
They are everywhere. They convince you you need to pay $100,000 for some managerial course. I think it's called the pilot, the elite pilot program that Eric Thomas runs that Victor Oladipo is currently involved in. Okay. And this funeral was a part of that little package. Mm-hmm. Insane. It was a real funeral. A ceremony that ended with him burning the letter. I, Marty, have questions. <laughs> <laughs> what did Eric Thomas do? If he was, if Victor Oladipo was reading the letter, is he just there for emotional support? Ah, what about the business manager? Was he like, hey, Victor, we have a 1230 hard out. He's <laughs> 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 just keeping time, adding extra charges in case it goes over. Hey, uh, Victor, yeah, yeah, he's so, Eric's so happy to be doing this. But if E.T. ends up crying on Zoom, that's $10,000 extra. Someone there to be like, mm-hmm. ah, can I get an amen, Marty? Amen, baby. Amen. It is not shocking to me that after this happened on the eve of the NBA season starting that the Pacers were like, ah, ooh, no. Mm-mm. We need to get this boy out of here before this news breaks. <laughs> uh, first up, this makes the injury look really fucking bad. If you need spiritual guidance to fix what modern medicine can't, we're never going to be able to trade him. He's going to walk for nothing. Surprisingly, this news stayed on the hush until they traded him. Until they could find their mark. Who was this idiot that would take Victor Oladipo on an expiring? Someone so mentally scarred that (laughs) he had to hold a fake... Funeral on Zoom just to get past the trauma. Oh, yes. Houston Rockets owner Tillman Furtada. <laughs> the guy who picked up Kevin Porter Jr., the food assaulter. And he was like, yep. Yes, sir. That'll do. Something's been missing. Oh, boy, Bradley Beal. Poor Bradley Beal. He does need something different. He does. God damn, the Washington Wizards are 3-11. and 11. Just gross. They're gross to watch. And it's sad because he's playing so well, mm-hmm. and no one will watch them. Beal has put up 40 10 times this year. And in all 10 occasions, the Washington Wizards have lost that game. That is a record. Statistically, never happened before. Yeah. They are the second-worst defensive team in the league. They just flat-out don't even try. Bradley Beal's like, we can't guard anyone. We can't guard a parked car. You know who they need, Marty, in the locker room for just a small $30,000 virtual Zoom fee? Uh, Maybe Depot's hip-hop preacher? That's right. Play the clip again? (laughs) How come Scott Brooks can't do that? The NBA community is fed the fuck up. For Bradley Beal. Twitter, pundits, fans, we've all had enough. I think the community as a whole is now requesting a trade on Bradley Beal's behalf. This is what Stephen A. recently had to say about Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is a star. He deserves better than what he's getting in the nation's capital. The Washington Wizards at this particular moment in time are atrocious. They are horrible. And it's primarily because of their defense. Last year, they gave up 119 points per game, if I remember correctly, and I think they were ranked like second to last. 
This year, they're second to last, but they're giving up 120 points. Bradley Beal was quoted a week or over a week ago, Max, saying, we can't stop a parked car. We can't guard a parked car. Okay, that's, a good point. that's how bad he described their defense, okay? And if you saw him, and, and, and Molly, it's one of those things. It's creative. <clears throat> wow. Bradley Beal did say, I went back and checked. We can't guard a parked car. That means a, a vehicle that's literally stopped on the road, you can't stop it from moving past you. And then the craziest thing is he followed it up with saying, but I'm optimistic about how the season is going to go. Really? The Wizards do not deserve a man who's optimistic for no reason like this. A man who's put the entire team on his back. This team's been trash mostly for his entire NBA career. And instead of being like James Harden, who's like, this is unfixable, Bradley Beal's like, I'll sign an extension. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be in D.C. I want to win in D.C. And then what do they do? Man, Tommy Shepard. Tommy Shepard then trades Bradley Beal's buddy who's finally healthy for a guy who can't get a bucket in Russell Westbrook. And you know what Bradley Beal said? He didn't say, no moss. He said, I'll just do more. He's averaging more than he ever has in his entire career and his defense is now not garbage. Without John Wall, the Wizards were 10th in the East last year, and then somehow after adding another guard in Russell Westbrook, the expectations were lower than ever before. (laughs) 125,000 to one to win it all by Vegas' odds. Yeah, I have 10 bucks on that. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) And if you can believe it, Things are actually worse now than they were preseason. They're now the worst team in the NBA. Marty, I think it's time. I do too. Beal's now growing frustrated. An optimist, an eternal optimist who's like, someone asked him, hey, Beal, are are you frustrated? And his response was, is the sky blue? (laughs) (laughs) Beal's wife tweeted, just all by herself and all by itself, sick of this shit. (laughs) Yeah, we are too. We all are sick of this. Please trade him. The Wizards are young with up-and-coming pieces, prime for a rebuild. Beal's extension doesn't even kick in until next year. You could probably get so many pieces for him. Draft picks, an asset. I don't care that the fan base loves Bradley Beal. I don't care. He is beloved. But you know what? I used to live in D.C. No one goes to those games. Bradley Beal does not sell tickets. (laughs) Michael Jordan did not sell tickets in D.C. Beal does not sell jerseys. They're not winning games. What's the issue? (laughs) What's the issue? I think it's time to start anew. Because being a Wizards fan with Bradley Beal is just pain. You expect at least mediocrity because he's doing all kinds of amazing things on a night-to-night basis. And what you're getting in return are mediocre hopes squashed by dog shit play. 3-11. and 11. So now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rumors flying around. Bradley Beal most likely heading out. 
and I think I know the exact perfect place for him to go, not far from D.C., which he is feeling entrenched in that community. Him and his wife love it there. A guy, uh, a place that could use him. It's a contender. Mm-hmm. A team that has a piece that they are just dying to get rid of. Based on these clues, I think there's a uh, former LSU Tiger playing in Philadelphia. That's right. About. That's right. Let's get rid of Ben Simmons. Get him the fuck out of Philly. Fans want it. Ownership wants it. Basketball fans need it. Sixers are deep. They already play decent defense, even without Ben Simmons on the floor. If you replace Simmons with Beal, now you've got a half-court offense that's built for the playoffs. I mean, Ben Simmons isn't even that good of a transition offense runner. They're like, I think they're 12th in points per 100 possessions. Simmons cannot shoot. Everyone knows that. But he can defend, and that is the one thing that we know that, <laughs> that the Wizards need. Gigantic need. I think with that trade, the Sixers immediately become the favorite to come out of the East. And we know that Beal loves D.C. and that D.C. loves him. But there's an old adage. If you love someone, set them free. <laughs> we had a ton of DMs last week, so I want to clear the decks. Let's finish them. All right. Uh, I like this one. Uh, can you roast my Pelicans? <laughs> there's a lot of roasting to do there. Oh, my God. How do you go from being one of the most exciting young teams into one of the worst to watch in the West? You hire a Van Gundy. That's how. Can we just talk about Stan Van Gundy for a minute? Because what was GM David Griffin thinking? He is considered one of the smart guys. And then he goes and does this. It's actually the one part of uh, Griffin's tenure that he doesn't really nail. He doesn't nail coaches that well. Yeah, because what? He got... Uh, what's Ty Lue. Ty Lue, but he got... What's his name? Blatt, not Blattman. David Blatt. Bl- David Blatt. Yeah. He also had Mike Brown. I don't know if he made that hire, but... He had some bad coaches, actually, that he hires. Yeah. Facts. That's facts. Why would he hire one of the most old-school coaches this side of Bobby Knight... To coach one of the youngest teams in the league. They are the most get-off-my-lawn coaches of all. The Van Gundys are. And, and Kendrick Perkins, bless his heart. <laughs> bless his heart. I'm not a huge Kendrick Perkins take fan, but he said something the other night, and I 100% agree. He said, how come no one's talking about how Stan Van Gundy has this offense looking super sus? <laughs> they do. You can't lose to the Timberwolves without Carl Anthony Towns by 10. In those green jerseys. Gross. Gross. They haven't beaten a good team all year. They, uh, the only team that they've beaten of note is the Raptors, and the Raptors are like 11th in the East. That's mm. just like beating them on name alone. And now they're trying to get rid of guys who are the only ones that are really even productive. You've got... Them trying to get rid of J.J. Redick. They're trying to get rid of Lonzo Ball, which gives me zero faith that they're making good decisions. I don't understand why they didn't hire Sam Cassell or someone like him, someone to bring these young guys up, someone that 
players, young players can respect. And he can, you know, I don't know, teach him the way to play the game. Give him some, kind of like a Mark Jackson, how he did with the, the early Warriors. I know he did some wild shit. But like Mark Jackson without all the voodoo. <laughs> without all the like uh, Christian no cursing in the locker dogma. room. Yeah, yeah, without all the cursing, yeah, with all the Christian dogma and the forced church sessions. <clears throat> I used to only play 2K with the Pelicans last year, and now you couldn't pay me to do that. Yikes. So I have a lot to say, yes, about the Pelicans. I can go on and on and on. Also, I want to mention Eric Bledsoe is garbage. Uh, we can take that out if we want to. No, uh, no, he is garbage. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. What's the best NBA game you've seen in person? You know, I've been to a bunch of finals. I used to, I covered the finals three years in a row. And when I saw this question, I was trying to find the best finals game. And it was weird, like in my subconscious, this one game that was in like a cold night of November kept popping into my head. Okay. I, like I said, I used to live in D.C. Uh-huh. LeBron and the Cavs came into town. And my friend got tickets, and he was like, hey, I've got courtside tickets, Cavs, Wizards, are you trying to go? And I was like, yeah, sure. LeBron James was a human, this was 2017, he was a human highlight reel. This is last year on the Cavs. 57 points he put up on the Wizards. He did everything. I saw him going back to the basket, turn around fadeaways, all night, bullying Beal, Wall, Ubre, over, and uh, Otto Porter. Too many Porter Juniors. Too was many. that before they maxed him? That was yeah. uh, right before they maxed was, yeah. him. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was absurd. He had like seven, seven assists and five, five rebounds and three steals. He, he was just like going insane. And then I looked later uh, about this game, and it's the second Highest scoring game LeBron James has ever had in his entire career and the most he's ever had in the Cavs uniform. No <laughs> wonder that game stuck out. He was bullying everyone. And yeah. the game came down to the wire, which is always fun. Yeah. And actually, Capital One Arena wasn't empty. So that was huge. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a ton of finals with LeBron in them, but this was like something that LeBron James never really does was to play bully ball. Mm-hmm. What was uh, the best game you've ever seen live? Uh, the one that's coming to my brain, and this may be wrong. I, I went to the Western Conference Finals one year, but the funnest game I've been to was like 2005 or something like that. It was LeBron's like second year and J.R. Smith's rookie year. Oh, nice. And uh, the, Cavs, uh, the Cavs were down like 20 at some point, and they came back and won, but J.R. had like 40 as a rookie, wow. and it was so This was fun. against the Suns? No, against the Hornets. Okay. It was in New Orleans, yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Okay, uh, new one is, uh, what's your Chinese Zodiac sign? <laughs> what a question. I don't know who asked that, but I'm going to answer it for whoever, the four people that care about this. I don't think that many people want to know, but I will answer. I am a 1986 baby, which is a fire tiger. Uh, okay. <laughs> fire tigers are, this is the description of them. Since we did this last episode... We'll do it again. Okay. These tigers are composed and enjoy gaining knowledge. They will meet many supportive and helpful figures in life. Maybe that's you, Marty. 
(laughs) (laughs) They are lively and friendly like a little cat. However, they keep their claws sharp just in case. That part is facts. I see it. I see it completely. Do you know what you are? What year are you born? Uh, 91. All right, let's look. 1991 Chinese Zodiac. You're a goat. Let's look. You're a goat. Let's go. Hell yeah. Let's go. 1991. Let's see what kind of goat you are. You're a me- you're a gold goat. Of course. A metal goat. Here we go. The goat's personality. Calm and gentle. I like that. The the gold goat. Oh wait. I don't know if this is gold goat. Though. Oh no. Let's see. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Ambitious and kind-hearted with a strong sense of responsibility and work. I agree. That's- Sometimes a little too stubborn. Sure. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. All right, 1991, the gold goat. That's what I'm going to start calling you. Playboy Marty, the gold goat. Love it. Love it so much. (laughs) Okay, uh, the next one's going uh, a little way from basketball, too. It's uh, should the Cowboys pursue Matthew Stafford or stick with an injured Dak Prescott? The fact that anyone would do this to me, knowing that I'm a Cowboys fan, is fucked up. (laughs) If anyone seriously, I don't think this is a serious question. Can't be. Because it's a troll. It's got to be a troll. Matthew Stafford is basically Andy Dalton with a little bit more efficiency. He uh, is not elite, we'll say. He's had some really good weapons, and the Lions have never been quite there. Dak Prescott is elite. Dak Prescott is like poly... Now that we know that Drew Brees has fallen all the way off and Tom Brady's almost there, Dak Prescott's top five quarterback in the league. He's either there or like right Or there. six. Yeah. It's like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, yeah. Dak Prescott. Yeah. Can you think of anyone else? Ooh, uh, not off the top of my head. I'm bad at ranking. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. He's you like know, five you know, or six. You know, Dak's from my neck of the woods. Yeah, Lahontan. Yeah, yeah, Northwest Louisiana. Lahontan, Louisiana. He's been just Houghton. Oh, Houghton. Yeah, Houghton, yeah, Louisiana. <laughs> so he uh, he wanted to be a cowboy his entire life. Uh huh. And people are really trying to push him all the way out when he just wants what he has deserved, which is his money. Yeah. So no, Matthew Stafford should not be any consideration for Jerry Jones. They need to just pay Dak, pay him the franchise tag now. And move down their merry way. Make things work. Trade Michael Gallup. This is not this is an NBA podcast, but I will I will go into detail. Trade offensive weapons to get some offensive line help. You have plenty to work with. Get a safety or get a corner in this draft. And like let Dak cook. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And uh now we have uh what is the favorite part of your podcast? So when I was deciding to create this. I wanted it to be like me talking about basketball with my friends. So I grew up at my mom's house when I grew up, had a basement. And on the wall, there were speakers okay. that played music. And we would like talk shit about basketball. We'd play video games. And, and music would be blaring in the background with our little hot takes that we would be getting off. Shit talking, music going in the summer. I would play basketball and all my friends would be sitting either sitting on the bench and like cheering me on outside or they would be playing. So like the music's blaring outside in the park. The sprinklers are on. There's like barbecue smell going. 
You've got boom boxes out. Sick. That's basketball, right? Yeah. Hip-hop going, beats. And then for me, not many people know this, but from the time I was like seven or eight, I started writing hip-hop songs. No shit? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I actually got a, an offer from Sony uh, to be like a solo artist. They were going to like, it was going to be bad. It was going to be like, they were going to force me to drop out of high school and live in like some bullshit apartment here in New York City <laughs> and like be at a small label and they'd probably take all my money. So my mom said no. But hip hop is in my soul. So when I was thinking about creating this podcast, I wanted it to feel like that. Mm -hmm. And I've always been someone who cares about the connection between relevant music and the things that I'm talking about. So being able to like select music that I think is funny for the upcoming segment just gives me so much joy. (laughs) And I think anyone who sees me coming out of that music can tell the same. Like... That Puff Daddy song, yeah. going into Funeral for a Knee, that's just like, not to pat myself on the back, but that's just very funny. So, I always very much look forward to what songs uh, you give me to play for the episodes. That is something I look forward to. Do you think about like, oh, how is that going to connect to the segment? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. So it always does. That's just a little tidbit. Uh, so yeah, shout out to J. Cole. We're playing the song at the end of this podcast for you. Happy birthday. Uh, yesterday was his birthday. That's all the time that we have for this league. Please subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Like I've said a million times, just unsubscribe, unsubscribe and resubscribe. That's a huge difference for us. Move us up the rankings. We also, I'm wearing a This League hoodie right now. Check it out on the camera. Please buy one in the Barstool store. Follow us on social, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.